Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. You can also visit The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. When Jesus told his disciples that it was exceedingly difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven, they were shocked. They believed, like many in their day and some in ours, that wealth indicated righteousness. As I have noted in other studies, Jesus flipped the conventional wisdom of his day on its head. Wealth, in fact, hinders one from entering the kingdom of God. Perplexed, the disciples asked, who then can be saved? Or to rephrase the question slightly, who is saved and how are they saved? Those who believe in Jesus Christ are saved. That's one way to answer the question. But is that a complete answer? It's commonly said we are saved by faith only based on Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Some claim, based on this verse, we are saved by faith only. But Ephesians 2.8 tells us there is more to salvation than faith alone. It says we are saved by grace through faith. Grace, along with faith, saves us. This is precisely what Paul says three verses earlier. Even when we were dead in trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So we're not saved by faith alone. We are saved by grace through faith. Using one of my Bible programs, I searched the New Testament for the word save. I included partial matches like saves and saved in my search terms. 92 verses came up as a result, and what this search confirmed is Multiple elements work together to save us. In other words, the rest of the New Testament confirms my interpretation of Ephesians 2.8. We are saved by more than faith, more than faith alone. We're saved by Jesus. Jesus came to this world to save us from our sins. The angel who appeared to Joseph in a dream said that Mary would Bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. Or as Jesus himself said, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3, 17. We are saved by Jesus. That was his purpose for coming into the world. Jesus is the grace, mercy, and love of God personified. Jesus is God's gift to us. He is God's grace. And together with God's grace, we are saved by the mercy of God. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. Through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. 
Titus chapter 3, verse 5. And along with God's grace and mercy, we are saved by the love of God demonstrated by Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. We are saved by Jesus, the personification of God's grace, mercy, and love. Because he offered himself on the cross for our sins and was raised from the dead three days later, his name saves us. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. We're also saved by the gospel. Paul declares, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. The gospel is the message of Jesus Christ communicated to the world by his apostles and prophets. The Gentile Cornelius was told by an angel to send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. Acts 11, 13 and 14. At the heart of the gospel is the claim that Jesus died for our sins and rose from the dead. It's this truth, this message that saves us. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1, 18. Believing the gospel is not enough. We must love the truth in order to be saved. Paul warns us about the deceitful works of Satan and his associates who perform all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. 2 Thessalonians 2.10 To be saved, we must love the truth to the exclusion of all other possible paths. To be saved, we must remain true to the gospel. It's not enough to believe the gospel one time and you're saved. Paul tells the Corinthian church, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 2. Paul counsels the evangelist Timothy, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. 1 Timothy 4.16 To Jewish Christians scattered across the Roman Empire, James exhorts, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. James 1.21. To be saved by the gospel, we must continue in it, hold fast to it, receive it with meekness and plant it in our hearts, not just once, but consistently throughout our lives as Christians. Scripture also teaches us that faith needs works in order to be a saving faith. James asks, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? James 2.14 In this chapter, James shows us the folly of believing faith by itself is enough. 
If a fellow Christian is poorly clothed and starving and we do nothing to help them, is our faith enough? If demons believe in God, is faith enough? Did Abraham, the father of our faith, just have faith when he offered Isaac on the altar? When Rahab rescued the spies in Jericho, was she considered righteous only because she believed? As James makes clear, our works matter to God. They are a part of making our faith real and consequently are a part of our justification. Are we saved by faith only? This is why the New Testament teaches us to believe in Jesus and be baptized. It's what Jesus commanded. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. Later in his first epistle, Peter unequivocally states, There is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 3.21 To be saved, we must believe and be baptized. So for faith to be a saving faith, faith must have works. Faith alone is not enough. We are also saved by enduring trials. Jesus warns his apostles, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Matthew 10, 22. Jesus promised those Christians who would suffer in the days leading up to Jerusalem's destruction by the Roman Empire. He promised to those Christians, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Matthew 24, 13. James says something similar. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. James 1.12 The one who successfully endures temptations will be approved by God. The one who has been approved by God will receive the crown of life from God. Jesus promises this very thing to the church at Smyrna. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. So in order to be saved, I must endure the trials and afflictions of this life by remaining faithful and true to Jesus Christ until I die. To be saved, I must endure. So who is saved and how are they saved? Jesus Christ came to earth to save us from our sins. We are saved by the grace, mercy, and love of God personified by Jesus Christ. By his name, we are saved. We are saved by the gospel, by believing the gospel, by loving the truth more than all other alternatives, and by continuing in the gospel for the remainder of our lives. We are saved by that gospel. 
Faith needs works in order to be a saving faith. Therefore, faith alone is insufficient. Among the many things we are commanded to do is believe and be baptized. Finally, those who endure until the end of their lives will be saved. So we are saved by much more than faith only. Many different elements work together to save our souls. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.